0: Hey mamas, it's time to rise and grind. It's me, Brittany, and I'm back with Christian Mom Uncensored, the podcast where I dive into all the real, raw, unfiltered mommy struggles and all the things from marriage to raising babies to making decisions to leaps of faith to trials and tribulations. You know it all. Thanks so much for stopping by this Thursday. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. So I know this episode is probably a little bit late. I'm recording from my AirPods, Um, Elliot's on the boob trying to nap, and honestly, it's late due to technical difficulties. Um, I was supposed to post an episode with a guest this week. However, I'm just still kind of editing that one out because it's not how I normally record. So we will have that episode for next week. So instead, I'm just gonna kind of have some mama chat and catch up with you guys today, and we'll go from there. I do have updates about me uh, at school, about motherhood, um, and so much more. So let's get into all of that. Thank you for tuning in this week to Christian Mama Uncensored. First thing I want to talk about is actually a lot of things. Um, I for I I have I went to brunch this past weekend with two friends from, you know, different places. But um, anyway, we all went to to brunch, and we were just chatting. And it was so nice to be with people who are just like, like minded. And, um, you know, we all do parent differently, all of our circumstances are different. And all of our parenting styles are different. But it's just great to be in a supportive place of like, hey, I'm struggling with, you know, potty training. Hey, what are you doing about Meals, hey, what are you doing about um, activities and like all this other stuff and just to share funny mom stories. And it's so good to connect with people that you just know are good people. Um, and you can just kind of be yourself and relax. So I was really thankful for that time to have brunch. And it was so funny because I realized um, I'm not going to get into like their circumstances and things, but I just realized that all men are kind of have this default setting of dumb hear me out, hear me out. I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm not trying to be mean to men, but let's admit that as women, we are just a little bit smarter, right? Like we do a little bit more um, naturally around the house. Like I think when we have babies, we just get stuff done. It's just a requirement. Like even in just normal adulthood, like looking around, you just get stuff, you just get stuff done. The kids need a doctor's appointment, or it's time to move to a high chair and start solid food. Like, I don't think that it's not So here's an example. When it comes to Elliot or, and Mia, once they hit six months old and I decided to give them food and I decided to do a mix of purees and baby led weaning, it was more experimental with Mia. It was more natural with Elliot because I'd done it before. It wasn't like Ethan one day was like, hey, we should give Mia food. It was like me one day was like, I said, hey, Mia is at that age. I think she's ready to start trying food. So I don't know if any of you guys have husbands or partners that have, like, been the person to initiate changes for your kid or even, like, advancements. So same with potty training. Same with sleep training. As mamas, we kind of just, like, figure it out and do it. And even when it comes to, like, doctor's appointments and getting things done around the house, I – We were just chatting and laughing so much about how, like, as moms, there's just so much common sense that goes into parenting and comes natural for us, that kind of the dad lag, and it felt good because all of the things we were sharing, like, 100%, I can relate on varying degrees of, okay, so just all men are like this, Um, not just my man. So it's something that we have to adjust, and I will say that there was a period after having Elliot that like I I was really stressed and I had to like tell Ethan, Hey, I need you to, to pick up the slack a little bit more. Hey. And he's been really great. I think he's um, been really great at acknowledging how much I do recently the other week, like two, maybe two weekends ago. um, Well, one last weekend, Elliot did not sleep at all, Like No sleep at all. Um, He's going through a growth spurt, a regression and teething. And so there was no sleep, but it was, like, one weekend I looked at him, and um, he had slept until, like, I want to say, like, 9, Ethan had, and so typically on a work day, he starts work at 8, so he gets up at 7.55, um, and, like, logs into his computer and starts his day, like, literally rolls out of bed, logs into his computer. Nothing wrong with that. I need a little more time than that when I start my day, but to each their own, um, but, he, so I didn't wake him up early one morning because typically on the Saturdays, even though it's the weekend, you know, Elliot's still getting up at seven, you know, I've been lucky when he sleeps until eight. So like, he'll still get up and I still have a morning routine to do. It's just, I'm not working. So I'm like free to make breakfast peacefully. I'm free to kind of like tidy up a little bit and hang out and do some of my own work for the podcast and other projects. Um, But one morning, Ethan looked at me and was like, hey, thanks for for letting me sleep in. And I was like, yeah. And then fast forward to, so that was a couple weekends ago. um, Fast forward to this past weekend where Elliot's not sleeping at all. And when I say not sleeping at all, I remember like having a newborn and I would like feed him and he would fall asleep and I would lay him down. And then two hours later, I would wake up and I would feed him and he would fall asleep and I would lay him down. I think a hard thing is like when you get over the newborn hump and you go back to no sleep, like, no, 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 we've advanced. We've moved on to a level where I'm getting some sleep. We can't go backwards and just take it away again. It's kind of rude. And so what happened with Elliot was like, he would not sleep. And I know it wasn't like, let me lay you down, feed you, lay you down for two hours and he wakes up. It's, it was like worse than newbornhood. It was like, he was literally nursing all night on Friday night. And I mean literally, like not even like, ha, ha, ha. No, no, no. I'm mean, saying like, ha, ha, ha. No, he was on me all night long. I couldn't lay him down. He would fall asleep and like get off of the boob for a while. And I would sleep for like 30, 45 minutes. And then he would be looking for it again. And then if I tried to lay him down, he would like sit up and like climb back on me and start whining till he found it. And so I really think it was a growth spurt, but it was hell. And so then the same thing the next two nights. And then I think one day, it was Monday, I was just so tired. And I looked at Ethan. I was like, babe, I haven't slept in in three years. I have not slept in once. There's never been a day where Ethan has gotten up before me, gotten the kids, and I could sleep. It's never happened in the past three years. So I was like, yeah, I'm bitter that you slept last night. Yeah, I'm tired. And then I ended up taking off half of the day at work to nap. Um, cause he was like, you are mean and tired. I think you need to take a nap when Elliot takes his nap, his afternoon nap. And I did that and I had to hold him while he napped, but it was a glorious hour and a half. Me and him slept, but I forgot where I was going with all of this. Oh, but I I learned that like all men kind of have these weird default settings and you kind of have to teach them sounds bad, like what to do. And I've been thinking about how, you know, Elliot's going to grow up one day and be somebody's partner, you know, somebody's husband. I hope, I hope somebody marries him. Actually, I kind of hope not. So then he can stay with me, but you know, real life, I would love for him to find a nice wife, get married, do whatever or, or whatever. I'm, I'm open. I don't care. But, um, so I'm like, I need to make sure that when you enter your, your marriage and your partnership, like, you pick up your slack. Like don't stress your wife out because so many times with Ethan I've been like I need to talk to your mother. And he's been like why? I'm like because I am sure that she didn't let you just like leave your plate on the table. So why are you doing it in my house? Or if she did, what was she doing? And so there's been so many times I've said that. I don't want Ethan's future wife to say that. Um Ethan, I mean Elliot's future wife to say that. So but it was good to get with people. Because my life, you guys know, has been so tumultuous lately, where I have been, like, lose, like shedding my old skin, losing old friends, and getting new friends, and trying to establish relationships where I live at. And I met this one mom who was really cool that we've hung out a couple of times. We almost hung out last weekend, but the place we were going to ended up closing, and it didn't work out, unfortunately. But she's cool. She's good people. Like, we've had dinner. we chatted. I know she's cool people. Um. But you know, in the beginning, when you're building relationships, you don't want to overstep, you want to like chill out. It was good to go to brunch with ladies who I knew, who I knew like had good hearts that were down to earth. And I'm saying that because I've been going to like mom groups and meeting new people. But in the beginning, yes, I'm fully myself. Like when I tell you I was the only one on the dance floor, I was doing my thing when I was out with the moms, I'm going to be myself. But I still had to rein it in a little bit, right? Like. If they thought I was extra then, well, they haven't met extra because, like, <laughs> I was raining it in. It was nice to not have to ring it in. And not that we were doing anything crazy. We are just, like, eating breakfast food. But it's, I think it's so important to connect with people. And even though these are, like, two women that I don't see often, I would like to start seeing them more often. And it's nice to know, like, even if it's been, like, a month or two, hey, let's get a bite and, like, catch up. And hopefully we can start to do it more often than that because you guys are, like, mom friends that I need to to chat with. And it's good to, to speak with people who I know are just like down to earth and cool because um, it's been such a weird time. So if you don't have any mom friends, I'm going to encourage you to find a mom group. But it, it just takes a minute to find your place. And I'm still kind of trying to figure out my place. So then um, this week... It's actually been like a kind of funny, crazy week. So let me just kind of tell you, give you the tea and we'll chat about more things. So on Tuesday, my best friend came over. She's, her school's off for summer break. It's like a weird thing. Um, anyway, so she's, her school's out for the week and she's a teacher. And so she came over and we went to my aunt's pool. We hung out and then we came back with, and my friend Jordan met us, our, you know, our best guy friend. And then we came out and we hung out at my house. That evening, and then I went to bed because I had to work the next morning, and I worked all day, and it was fine. Um, but when we were at the pool, I realized like my sister went off to college for the first time and first experience, and I was thinking about how hard that must be for my mom. Like, obviously, it's hard for my sister, um, or I don't want to say hard, it's an adjustment, uh, and I so often when I think about college and I reflect on college, I don't think about that adjustment period of when you're a freshman and this is your first time away from home. One, I went to school with my best friend. So we literally, she lived like down the hall down some steps away from me. So when we went to school, yeah, we did our own thing. Like we definitely met different people. Um, We didn't always have our meals together, but there was the comfort of knowing like if Brand's home, I can, if Brand's home, if Brand's in a room, I can swing by and chill and hang out. Or she can swing by my room whenever. In fact, when I was in college, my room was the room that people were always knocking on the door looking for me for. Because I kind of, like, ran the, ran the group um, back in the days. And so I I feel like my sister or even like all freshmen, you might be feeling like you're not getting it. I don't know if there's probably not freshmen listening to this podcast, but there might be moms of college students listening to this podcast. And it must be hard, one, letting your kids go and make their decisions when it comes to if they go to school or if they don't. And if they go off to school, I can only imagine, like it's hard not knowing where your kid is and what they're doing at all hours of the day. And um, I'm panicking about preschool that starts on the 7th of September. Not even thinking about like if Mia when Mia goes off to college because I don't want to think about that right now. She's only three. Let me live in three-year-old bliss. Um, but it is kind of an adjustment, and there's people I know who went first semester, didn't come back second semester, and it's not for everyone. I do think it is for my sister. I think she's going to thrive, but there is this period where you don't know anybody, you're trying to make connections. And I told her, like, once she goes to the activities fair, I told my mom this to tell my sister, I guess I could just text her, like, once she goes to the activities fair, she's going to start finding where she fits and, like, falling into a group of people that you hang out with. So for me, I remember I didn't hang out with a lot of people until my classes started, and I was a theater kid, so once I took my acting class... I made friends with these two people, um, this girl and this guy, my acting class. And we started doing lunch every Tuesday and Thursday after class. Before my next class, we would grab lunch after our acting class because we were both, like, into acting. and I thought we were all pretty good at it. And I really loved that. And it was, like, a separate group from my best friend. Like, she didn't know these people. And then there was people that my best friend introduced me to. I introduced her to. And we kind of, like, build it, built our group up from there. But it wasn't like it happened in a week. Like, it took it wasn't like, oh, you know, first week of school, I had my friend group established. No, I met people. I remember one of my first Friday nights, I played Scrabble with these two guys, like in my dorm room eating snacks, watching Tangled. And obviously, like life changed after it wasn't always like a grandma night in. It became it became more like fun and wild and not wild in the sense of like drinking and being crazy as a freshman. I didn't do that. But um, like we would play Newcomb, which is like this volleyball game out, out um on the volleyball court with the sand. We played that every night. We would like take walks and um, play card games. Like we just had like a lot of fun hanging out, watching movies, doing our thing. And so it takes a minute to find your group in your place. And it might change and shift throughout the years. Like my group changed and shifted. That's fine. And if you have a kid in college and they're crying to come home every weekend, I promise you It's probably really, really hard, but they'll get through it. And on on the flip side, if you have a kid who did not go away to college or who is not pursuing, everyone does everything in their own time. Not everyone at 18 is ready to go off to school or is ready to enroll in school. They just did 12 years of school. That's a lot. And also, it's not a bad thing for your kid not to want to go to college right away because You know, they might not know what they want to do with their life. They might want to explore a little bit more. It would be more beneficial for them to take like three community college classes and start to figure it out. Like, hey, what do you want to do? Um, Or to get a job and kind of think it over. And there's also the idea of you can always do like, not a mock interview. I forgot what they're called. You can always, like, let's say your kid has always been interested in drawing, always a great builder pretty good with their hands. Maybe you think they should be an architect. You can always find an architect and say, Hey, I'd love to for my kids to may have an interview with you, have lunch with you. People are cool enough. Like think about who you are. I'm not a jerk. Like if somebody said, hey Brit, my kid is into podcasting, or my I have a, a child who's a new mom or a friend who's a new mom and she really needs someone to talk to or wants to talk about working and being a mom because it's hard. Whatever. Would you be up for it? For sure. I'm up to talk to whoever, whenever. Like if you need so you can always have your kid like go to lunch with somebody. Like you can Google just some random person. Maybe someone from church knows somebody and kind of get a feel for what they want to do. Um, ask about the real day-to-day ends of the job because every job has its positives and every job has its negatives. For instance, me wanting to be a podcaster, the positives are I can do it laying in my bed holding my baby. The negatives are I have to edit. I have to post. I have to, like, get sponsors. I have to, like, do all the behind-the-scenes stuff. I have to come up with content. Like, there's a lot. Like, there's work behind it. Um, so if you have older kids, I just want to encourage you that everyone figures themselves out in their own time. So if your kid was one of the kids who didn't go off to college, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If your kid did go off to college and you're worried about them, don't worry. They'll figure it out. And also they need that time and space. Think about like 18 to 22 are kind of like your adult formative years as a baby. You know how like when you're a baby, that first year of life, babies learn so much. They learn the difference between night and day. They learn how to eat. They learn how to crawl. They learn how to talk. They have learned how to recognize people and how to, you know, when, who strangers are, they learn how to grasp and pick up things and drop things. They learn how to, they learn so much in that first year. I really think that like, when you're between the ages of 18 and 22, it's like your baby and toddler years of adulthood. And you learned a lot. Like that's when I had my really crappy apartment. And that's when I learned like, okay, if I'm going to work and go to school, I can't take this many extra classes i need to like take you know five classes do my job and if i still want to have a social life like i learned all of these things so don't panic if you have older kids on the flip side i'm panicking cuz my 3-year-old's going to preschool and i was literally sitting at my desk yesterday like crying <laughs> even like what and i'm like babe she's going to preschool and he's like i know and then i'm like oh my gosh i need to talk to the teacher i need to do all these things and he's like you're being a helicopter mom i need you to simmer So I just need to know if all of you guys are helicopter moms or are you guys, like, chill moms. And I'm trying to figure out where I fall in the spectrum because I feel like I am a helicopter mom, but I also try to release as much as I can. Here's an example. We were at the pool at my aunt's house. So it's like, you know, family pool. Only family members or friends are there. Like, it's not like an open pool. Mia's in this floaty that has a tent it's like a boat Not a tent has like a it's like a, a floaty that has a cover so she calls it a boat and she's like spinning around in it it's like a pretty big seated area she's playing and I'm like I don't want her to flip out of this boat and fall obviously she fell out like my grandma was right there my her uncle was right there like they're like, I got her, I got her. And so I'm like, okay, letting her play this game. But inside, I'm like, I need to be right here holding onto her so she doesn't flip out the boat. My eyes, I never lost sight of her in that boat because I just know drowning is so, so serious when it comes to kids. But I didn't hold on to her, but I was ready. Like, it was just like, oh, being a parent's a lot. They didn't tell me that was going to be this much work. I mean, I know it's going to be a lot of work, but like mental work, it's a lot of mental and emotional work. So I forgot where I was going with this, but I think that, oh, as a helicopter mom, I was talking to Ethan. Okay, so here's where I got my feelings hurt. I was like, I'm going to message the teacher to see if at orientation or at back to school night, I could have like a space to talk to the parents. And he was like, you're doing too much. And the reason why is because when Ethan was talking to the director of the preschool, they were saying, like, we can't drop the kids off in the classroom because of COVID. And the director was saying, "What's that? what's been really hard about that is, yeah, it sucks to drop your kid off. But parents haven't had the chance to connect. Because if you think about it, if when you drop your kid off at preschool, and I think more so at pickup, you're there picking up your kid. Like, your kid gets to school at the same time, leaves School at the same time as the other parent. At the end of the day, you're like in your kid's cubby, collecting their backpack, whatever else they have. And as you're doing that, you're like, "Oh, hey, Susie, you're Susie's mom, right?" Mia talks about Susie all the time. We should set up a play date, and then you—that's how like play dates happen and friendships form. And I want Mia to have friends. I want to have friends. And so, the director of the school is saying, "Yeah, it sucks because parents aren't connecting because of COVID." because they're not like seeing each other at pickups and drop offs. And so I was thinking about how true that is. But if I make like a Facebook group for that's private locked passworded, or even like this different types of groups, or even do just like, hey, would you guys be interested? And like, can I have your guys' emails? Or if that's something you want to do, maybe I could send some information out with a teacher and I, I'll do it all. Like, I'll bring it to school. Like, I'll distribute it. Like, I'll do whatever I need to do so that the parents have a network because, you know, I'm not sure if this is their kid's first time going to school, but it's my kid's first time going to school. And I just want to make friends. And so Ethan's like, babe, why are you going to bother this teacher to... Be like, can I talk at back-to-school night to get the parents' information? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk to the teacher and see if that's a good venue for it. Um, and if it's not, fine. there's another parent night that we can talk. But I just feel like he's always like, you're doing too much. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to be like the room mom, but I am trying to be the room mom, like the classroom mom because this is my child like this is I'm not just gonna be gone I don't know so anyway and then it went to this whole spiral of like this is why you don't have friends because you go from zero to 100 and you plan all these things and you organize all these things and people just aren't don't operate on your level and then you step on people's toes and then people you get you intimidate people I'm four eleven and a half most people think I'm a child I have been at Six Flags where they told me I could not ride a ride, okay? I am not intimidating. I am organized and I'm gonna say what I wanna say, but I also feel like because I look young and because my kids are white presenting and obviously I'm not white, it's hard because I need to like assert dominant I need to assert my adulthood what's something I really struggle with that I'm not sure a lot of people struggle with this might be my own individual struggle is I have I feel like I have to assert my adulthood because people think I'm a kid or think I'm a teenager so often that like one time one time I think I told you guys this before we're at our house now some energy person is coming you know how like at PGE or whatever electric company you have they come and they want to do something with the energy. I don't really know what they're doing. So because I have a husband, I just want to defer that responsibility to him because I don't know what they're talking about. So this guy comes to the door and it's like, hey, is your mom or dad home? And I was like, no, so I, I am the mom. I am the mom. Do you want me to get my husband? And so but so what, what becomes frustrating and degrading about that is one, as a woman, right, in 2020, one... I can handle whatever I need to handle. Like I could handle the bg and guy if I wanted to. I have no clue what he's talking about, but I could, you know, tell him, no, thank you and, and close the door and be assertive if I need to. But he thought I was a child. So like when I go into places, Ethan thinks it's so extra of me when I'm like, all right, I need to do my makeup. I need a blazer. I need a good bag. I need some heels on and we're going to where we're going. And he's like, why are you doing all these extra steps? It's like, because people don't think I'm a parent, they think I am a child. And so when I am out in the world, I need to assert dominance. And so it's really a struggle to be out in the world and people think I'm a nanny. No, these are my kids, I birthed them. Okay, I'm sorry, we don't have the same skin color. I'm sorry, I'm short. But it is a real struggle that I have. And it's, um, it's like one of the most frustrating things about my life and I just don't, I don't know. So anyway, back to the school situation with the parents. It's important that I connect with the other parents and not just wait for the school to do something because at the end of the day, teachers are overworked. Teachers are busy. Teachers are dealing with my kids for the half of the day, and I guess they have another set of kids the other half of the day. I don't know where the morning class is. I would be overstimulated and not wanting to deal with the parents. So, before all of that overstimulation happens, I'm just trying to swoop in and say, Hey, if you need anything, I'm here. I even told them, like, I was on the first day of school, gonna bring like gift cards. She has two teachers. I was gonna bring like two gift cards for each teacher. Be like, Hey, if you need something in the middle of the school year, or if you wanna do something, this is for the kids, this is for you. And Ethan's like, You're doing too much. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, Well, I'm being nice. I don't know. Am I extra? Also, let me know if you give your teachers gifts at the beginning of the year, or do you just wait till Christmas and the end of the year? Like, I've never done school, so I don't know what's appropriate. And, like, if I'm overstepping or being weird, like, I just don't know. And if you are a teacher, like, what would it be better to wait, like, a couple weeks and then say, hey, I would like to get information from the parents. Is there a way I can do that? Or is it better to just do it out the front? So I have till September 7th. So let me know like what to do in this circumstance because I think it would be cool at parent night. So we have orientation and then we have parent night. I think at parent night, it'd be fine for me to say, hey guys, um, I know that we don't really aren't going to really see each other that much because we can't drop our kids off at the door. I mean, inside the classroom, would you guys want to have a group or something so that we can schedule play dates and just keep up to date on classroom activities? Is that too much? Just let me know. Let me know. One of the struggles of motherhood is, um, like, how much you have to sacrifice, even your mental sanity, sometimes. And I, the reason why I'm saying that is because I told you how Elliot was going through the sleep regression at work. It's it's a time of Season where or it's in this part of my job where it's like kind of hard it starts to get a little bit hard because it's just managing a lot more, and so I for the past week, have been feeling overwhelmed because i don't have help at home. I have my two kids at home all day. It is me and Ethan we are both working and I realized that maybe I do need to go ahead and hire a nanny to have some morning help and not even necessarily, maybe I just need someone to come cook and clean up breakfast, play with the kids and then drop me off at school or, and I can pick her up and, and like whatever, because I realized that I was like, babe, I cook every single meal, every single day of the week, unless we order out or eat out. I am on top of laundry. I tell you when it's full, when it needs to get done, when I'm running out of underwear for Mia, when I'm running out of clothes for Elliot, when I myself am running out of clothes. I tell you when the dishes need to get done because the sink is overfilling. Or I do them myself. I am in charge of knowing what's in the refrigerator and I am tired. And for this past week, for instance, the day we went to the pool, So on Monday, I worked all day. I took my nap. And then after I took my nap, I took the kids out to play at the water table for an hour Um, outside. It was like 90 degrees. So I didn't want to stay out longer than an hour. So we did that. And then it was like immediately do baths, immediately cook dinner. And it's hard because like with Elliot, I need to have my eyes on him. And so that's like a big factor in our new house. Whenever we buy our new house, um, I want like the kitchen to overlook the living area and for it to all be open so that if the kids are playing, I can kind of watch them while I'm cooking or doing whatever. Or like if my kitchen has like a cute bar, I could have like a friend over sitting at the counter with me and the kids could be in the living room and we can like be actively watching them. That's like my goal for the new house. Like when we buy our forever home. Um And Yeah. So I was just thinking about how I, so come Tuesday, this is the day we went to the pool. I did not feel like going to the pool. I worked all day. I had to get the kids down for a nap to get them up on time to get them to the pool because I had to work. We're in a season of work where it's like not beneficial for me to take off. So, and I'm just going to save my leave for Disney and the holidays and. You know, me is going to school. So that means like back to school, you know, colds and things that could happen. Like, I just want to be prepared. So I'm not supposed to really take off that much. I mean, I can, there's no rules against it. I'm just being a smart parent, like save your leave for if the kids get sick pretty much. Or if you get, if I get sick, like I just want to be able to take off and sleep and do whatever I got to do. And Ethan's going back into the office in October. So I just need to be prepared to handle the ship by myself. So on Tuesday, I didn't feel like going to the pool. I was tired. I had people calling me at work all day asking me questions. I couldn't get anything done and graded because they were asking me questions. And I was just done. Mia was throwing tantrums and I was like, we are not going to the pool. Our friends don't have to come over. But what did I do? I muscled through. I looked at Mia. My biggest thing, my biggest thing, and Ethan doesn't get this, my, but my biggest thing is if I tell my kid, if I tell Mia, We're going to the playground after work. We're going to the pool after work. We're going to whoever after wherever. I'm going to do it. I want my word to be solid and follow through is important to me. Kids remember everything. You don't think so. So I told her we were going to the pool. I didn't want to go, but guess what? We went to the pool. And so that's what I mean by like in motherhood, you lose your sanity because there's so many things you have to do. You don't want to do. How many days has it been when you've been like, I really don't feel like going to the park, but I know it will be good for my kids. I do that like three times a week, like go to the park. I don't want to go to the park. It's going to be hot. There's going to be bugs. There's going to be kids. I've made sure that you're behaving. I have to make sure that the baby's okay. That's a lot, but I will pack up the car. I will pack up our waters. I will pack up the sunscreen. I'll pack up the snacks, pack up the picnic blanket, and we will go to the park because I know you need to get out and play. Doesn't matter if I'm tired. And that's the thing about motherhood. And so I I realized I was getting resentful because like I'm the one who has the flexible work schedule. So I'm the one who takes him to the park. Ethan never goes to the park. He's like, just take him to the park. And I'm like, it's a lot of loading and unloading stuff, okay, to go spend an hour at the park or however long, two hours at the park, depending on the day. That's a lot. And then I still have to come home and be responsible for dinner and baths. And so he's been getting better at dividing and conquering. We We have been getting better as a team at dividing and conquering. But motherhood is just a different experience. And I think also, if you're a stay-at-home mom, maybe this is an area you relate to. Because I talk a lot about how hard it is. Because basically, I'm a working stay-at-home mom. That's what my job is. I'm doing both. (laughs) I am working and staying at home. So I got the best of both worlds and the worst of both worlds. Um, But at the end of the day, you don't want to hear noise. You don't want to be touched. You don't want to do anything. You literally just want to take a bath or lay in bed or eat a meal. And I was getting to the point where I'm, like, starting to lose it because every meal is rushed, cold, or my kids eat it. Like, they want my plate for some reason. They have the same thing on theirs, but mine tastes better. And so I told you my secrets are, like, to eat after your kids. Like, feed the kids first and then eat with your spouse works 90% of the time. Actually, yeah, it, it works a good amount of the time when I can feed the kids, clean up them up, because I like to, like, feed them, clean them up, clean their plates up, let them sit down to play, and then me and Ethan sit at the table, or while they're playing in the living room, me and Ethan take our our dinner into the living room, and we can watch MasterChef now or Beat Shazam. We're, like, c- competition show watchers, so, like, cooking shows, and then, like, game shows. We're old people. We don't have time to get invested into a storyline. Speaking of which, I'm watching Nine Perfect Strangers or Nine Strangers or whatever on Hulu with Nicole Kidman. It's good. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. Maybe I'll talk about it on another episode. I'm catching up. Bachelor in Paradise, I'm working on it, but it's so freaking long. I don't have time at the end of the day to watch Bachelor in Paradise. I want to have time. It's definitely, like, a weekend binge kind of show, like, I'll have it on while I'm folding laundry. You can tell this week, guys, I'm just done. I'm tired. Oh, and then my laptop died. The Lord gifted me a break. I haven't slept. I barely get to eat. I don't get to work out, so I don't know what that's about. And um, my laptop died, so my job's sending me a new one. So now I have this break while well, I'm waiting for the new laptop to arrive. And I'm thankful for it because I think it's going to be, you know, next week is Mia's last week before she starts school. And so Ethan took off that week because um, he has leave still from my from having a baby, from materni- paternity leave. His job is really cool because he got six weeks um, paid paternity leave. He could use it consecutively, like six straight weeks, or he could use it sporadically, which is what he's done. So he has two more weeks to use that he has to use before um, Elliot's birthday in October. So he's taking off um, next week and then Mia's first day of school. So next week will be a big week where we kind of get ready for school. Like we pretend that we're going through our morning routine of, all right, we're going to school. Now, luckily for me, we switched preschools. I think I talked about this. We were going with one preschool. They seemed nice and all, but I had so much anxiety about Mia going to the bathroom by herself um we switched to another school and there's they're gonna be so much better about it the bathrooms are in the classrooms the teachers are right there and if she has an accident and let's say decide to send her a pull-up that's fine there's no rules against it um if she has an accident it's fine they'll clean her up take her down the hall to the the choose classroom to change her and like it's just like so many things that feel better it's also a bigger program. They use the same kind of applications and tools that Ethan used when he was in preschool. And he said, they're really good. He likes them. So like, he was pretty picky about where she went and I'm glad. And so anyway, but since next week's our last week before school starts, it's all about getting onto a good bedtime routine because it's been summer. We've been like lackadaisical. We've been doing whatever. Um, and I don't even know if I just use that word. Right. And, we're going to have fun and it's going to be really sweet. And honestly, he needs to break from work too, because it's a little bit stressful, but I don't know if you guys do this, but when I was in high school, I used to prepare myself the week before school. I would start going to bed earlier. I would start waking up at my time. I would start putting together cute outfits. So I'm going to be doing the same for Mia and just kind of back to school prepping. Um, I got one of those bins that looks like plastic bins and I'm labeling it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and putting her outfits in there. Um, she only goes to school on Tuesday and Thursday right now. We might switch her to Monday, Wednesday, Friday um, in like the spring semester. Like, but for now, it's just two days. And I just feel like keeping a consistent schedule of wake up, brush your teeth, eat breakfast, get dressed, pull your clothes out that bin is going to be really helpful. I recorded a whole segment and it did not save that just happens. Um, but I was going to say, speaking of back to school, I was just going through Mia's back to school clothes and putting away like her clothes that don't fit and are smaller. And I really don't want to get rid of all her clothes. And honestly, I don't want to get rid of all of Elliot's clothes because three years from now, if I decide to have a baby, it will be cool to be able to pull out something from their siblings. Um, but... And then in in three years we can reevaluate and if we decide that we're done having kids, then we'll donate or do whatever we're going to do at the close at that time. But I, so I was talking about like how much, like how hard mom motherhood is. And I've been like running around, running myself ragged. I think that we can do that to ourselves really easily because we're the ones who handle all the things. And I really needed a break. And so for the past couple of days I've been saying, I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. Um, and I don't know if somebody prayed for me or what happened, but my computer stopped working. And so they have to send me a new computer. So until then, I can't work. Therefore, I'm getting a break for the next two days. I should be up and running by Monday. So it's not that big of a deal. Like, I'll, I'll be able to catch up when I get back in. But it, it is nice because now I have a little bit of time. And I was feeling jealous because Ethan's off of work, I like, next, all of next week to do what I want to do. And so it's crazy to think of, like, when you have free time, you don't know what to do with yourself. And usually I put myself to work. Ethan always tells me to relax. And I'm like, if I have the time to get something done, I will. And I think that's a negative trait I have that I got in motherhood. So back when I was in college and before kids, if I had time off, yeah, I could just chill and watch TV all day and not feel bad about it. But now there's no way that I could do that. So this afternoon I started doing Mia's closet, like reorganizing it, recleaning it, and organizing her back-to-school clothes so that I can, like, see them all. She could easily, like, pick out what she wants to wear and for the week we can put it in the bin system. Um, I mentioned it before. It's just like a bin that has seven drawers, and then you just label it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then she can pick out those clothes. And then if you have a bin that has like an extra drawer or something, you can label it for any activities. So for this fall, Mia's doing gymnastics, so like for Leotard to go in there, um, and that would be fine. We did soccer in the spring, and it was really exciting, but I think she's gonna love gymnastics. I was showing her how to do cartwheels and stuff, and little tumbles. And so I really hope she does like it and, hope, and wants to cheer because I would love to um, to cheer with her. And so speaking of cheerleading, I remember when I was in college and I cheered, they dropped me and I got a concussion and it was really dramatic. And I don't think I ever told my family. I think I may have told my mom. But I I didn't call my mom at the time that it happened because my biggest thing was like, okay, I was in college and I didn't want to go home. Like no matter what, I didn't want to go home. I was having too much fun. And they dropped me. I was doing They were doing a pyramid. I was at the top of the pyramid. And so so there was like a couple rows, like stacks of girls, right? I'm at the very top. I'm standing and they say fall straight back. So the first couple times I did it, the coach, it was two girls standing at the the back of the pyramid to catch me. And the coach was standing. So they were making a triangle. So the two girls were going to catch my body. And the coach was there kind of to support my head, right? Like that way, if they were, if I fell like too far back or too far forward, they would catch my head. So we did that a couple times. And then the coach stepped away because she was standing at the back of the pyramid to look at the front of the pyramid to see how it looked. So at this point, the girls that are catching me, my bases or backs or whatever, are supposed to, 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 to have me and they don't. They drop me and my head. Instead of them catching me, my head swings and hits the floor and then I had like a concussion and let me tell you, I was so scared. I've never been injured in my life except for those two times in college, one at karate and then one with this concussion. And... I was so scared, y'all. I thought my brain was going to be mush. I remember I was laying down. Everyone like gasped. It was like, and then it was silent. And the coach was like, move, move, move. My best friend was like running over to me. And coach was like, don't move, don't move. And uh, because I guess they were like afraid that like maybe like I had an injury, like a serious injury. And I was like, then I started crying because I was scared. Like at first, I was like about to stand up. Um, but then I was dizzy and then I was like scared because I was like, oh my gosh, my brain is probably open. The coach is telling me not to move. And we were in, there was two gyms on campus. We were in like the old gym instead of the new gym. And so she drove me over to the athletic center, like our athletic complex. And I went to go see one of the trainers and they were like, yeah, you have a concussion. Don't let her fall asleep this amount of time so my best friend stood with me all night so I wouldn't fall asleep and then the next day I went back they checked me out again they're like yeah you have a concussion um I think you're okay to go to sleep I wasn't like throwing up or anything so that was a good thing and um they said I so the cool thing about having a concussion <laughs> leave it to me to be dramatic is that I got to wear sunglasses so I had like for doctors doctors orders I had like a doctor's note that I was allowed to wear sunglasses in class and I got a note for the learning center to get a note taker so that I wouldn't have to look at my computer or focus too hard. And I think I had it for like a month or something like that. And so I felt so cool walking into class with my sunglasses on, walking into my professor like, I have a note to wear these. And obviously I'm wearing like stylish sunglasses. <laughs> it's it's me. I felt so bougie. Um, and it was so dramatic. And it's just so funny to think about like little stories from your life and reminisce. But that was, like, the only time in my life I was actually scared when I got injured. Um, When I got injured in karate, I was just like, oh, that hurts. Um, But when when I fell and hit my head, I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I watched this documentary of this diver who fell and hit her head, and, like, her brain was mush. And so it scared me. But anyway, not to scare you. Your kids should still cheer. Those girls just were bad because they let me fall. Like, I don't even know who they were. Um. But if you listen to the podcast, like, no hard feelings. I got a note taker. It's cool. Um, but <laughs> moving on from there, it's so weird to watch your kids grow up. So, like, Elliot's eating. He's almost walking. He is going to school. And it ha- it's so bittersweet. It's, like, looking at his newborn pictures and remembering having him that day in the hospital. It's, like, the best day. It's a hard day. It's a long day. You're tired. But it's amazing. But now Elliot's a big boy and he can play. He has a personality. He's so funny. He does this little dance when he eats. Like he takes a bite and he starts dancing and it's the cutest. And then also he's a cuddle bug. Like he will crawl up to me and give me cuddles. That's what he's doing now is he's cuddling. And I'm in like love with it. He was eating and now he's just cuddling. He's not even asleep. He's just like, giving me cuddles. Um, I think he's trying to sleep though. So next week on the podcast, we will have our special guest and we're going to get into, you know, some more professional, because this episode really is just me talking and I'm sorry, but it is what it is. It's kind of the way life is. I'm off for a couple days, so I'm going to clean my house. And I was sitting in my house the other day, literally thinking, why is there stuff everywhere? There's too much stuff. And so Ethan is going to take a day each day next week to organize something, clean something, get rid of some things. And we're going to like, we're not going to be minimalist because that's a joke to think that we could be, but we are going to get a lot of rid of a lot of stuff because we just have so much, honestly, we just have a lot of clothes. And then his mom, God bless her. Every time she visits, she brings me crap from his childhood and some of it's good and some of it I'm like, appreciate having, like she gave us this big bin of photos of, of his dad. Um, His dad passed when he was younger, like when he was like eight or nine. Or I'm actually, actually younger than that. I think he was three or four. Sorry, he, he got his stepdad married his mom when he was like eight or nine. nine. So we have like pictures of his dad and it's nice, it's cool to look at now because like even as an adult and see like what he looks like compared to his dad and see if the kids have any of his dad's features. So that was really sweet. And we got, his dad used to make these airplanes um, and he used to be a pilot. And so we got pictures of, I mean, we got like these model planes he made. That was nice. Good and great. Really love it. But... She also sent two crates of of VHSs. What am I gonna do with two crates of VHSs? We don't even have a DVD player. Like we can't even like watch DVDs unless it's on the Xbox or I guess my laptop. But like who even watches DVDs anymore? And so she was like, I have a bunch of DVDs too. And I was like, no, thank you. Like, please, no, these are going to the goodwill. I don't know what to do with them. Like, do I save them because they could be valuable or like, no, because what are we going to do? Like I could do some artwork with them, but she's going to be mad that I, she like told me to give them to my grandfather and my grandfather is not going to take those. So I don't know what to do about these DVDs, but like, except for get rid of them next week, maybe save a couple because like maybe one day Mia will have to do a history project in school and I'll be able to pull them out. Like, these are DVDs. And, I mean, these are VHSs. But, um, and she's, like, trying to give me, like, giant furniture that's from Ethan's room. Like, he has this huge wardrobe and a huge desk. And I and I don't want it. It's just, like, big. And, like, it's, like, good quality stuff. Like, it's, like, oak and it's nice. But I don't have room in my house for it and it doesn't match my house. I need new dressers, in fact. So, anyway, needless to say, trying to get rid of all this stuff, and it is a journey. It is a process. It is a lot. All right, before I go, I just want to remind you about the Peanut app. Um, Today, there was, on one of the pods, there was somebody talking about infant and toddler sleep Q&A. So, like, if you have questions about doing that, you could get on there. Um, honestly, the Peanut app is so cool because it allows you to connect with other moms. And I was just chatting with this other mom that I met and we we chat pretty, you know, like a couple times a week, but mostly we share recipes and it's been really helpful because of Delta, like she's not comfortable meeting. I mean, I would be comfortable maybe and she lives farther away, but it's what's nice is that like we're able to, you know, chat about recipes. My kids are a little bit older than her, um, than her child, and she's a first time mom. So I think it might be nice to have me to, you know, bounce ideas off of and um, send each other craft ideas. And it's been really nice to communicate that way. And like I said, I met one friend up here where I live. That's really cool that we've hung out a couple times. Um, and, you know, I've met a couple other women that I think I would like to connect with. So the peanut app's great for that, especially if you're like me and if you're the first of your friends to have a baby. And so, They don't really get the kid thing and you want to start hanging out with moms because we understand, yo, it's nap time. We got to roll out. I love when I go to mom group where I hang out with mom friends and I'm like, yeah, it's nap time. We don't even have to say goodbye. I can just walk to my car. They know like, oh, it's time to go. It's time to go. No questions asked. Time to dip. I love that. And then also one of the really, really great resources in the peanut app. I think it's really unique and I love it. Is the pods? The pods are amazing. They're basically these little chat rooms. Um, you can't type, but you can talk. And the peanut app will host special guests. So, like, there'll be there's um, an expert on relationships. There was one who specialed in, uh, specialized in like postpartum depression. The, to the one today that I was looking at was um, sleep. Q&A for infants and toddlers, but it goes beyond that. Like there was somebody talking about your sex life after having a baby. And so what's cool about that and what's unique about that is you can come to my podcast every Thursday and get the tea and get your mommy cup filled up as we chat about life, right? But in the pods, you get to have a dialogue. And oftentimes it's with an expert in a specific field. And so there was a really good one about race. And what's interesting is because this app is you know, um, across different nations. It's like not just the U.S. It actually is developed in the U.K. Um, I was listening to women from the U.K. talk about their experiences and to connect on that level. And so I am going to, again, in the description of this episode, drop the the link to download the app. Please use that link to download the app. Um, It's my personal link to download the app. And the reason why you want to use my personal link is you're going to be able to connect with groups that I'm already connected with that you that might fit you, um, and then also you'll be able to to hear about you know um groups I start and things like that, and so I'm hoping to do a podcast peanut group on there, but I don't know if any of you guys are getting the app. So if you get it, let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram at Christian Woman Center, like yo, I just downloaded the peanut app, and I'd be like perfect. Here's the group, um, and we can have our own little podcast. Mom group. I think that would be a lot of fun. It's something I would love to connect more with you guys um, as listeners and as friends, right? Like, in chat about mom life. Uh, and so, I'm hoping that could be one of the places we do it. More details to come in the future, but for now, download the app, play around with it. It is kind of like Bumble, where you're swiping and um, looking through people, and you can send them a quick message, hey, and then you just chat about mom life. I know a lot of my conversations are like, how's your day going? And it, Mine's usually like, well, my coffee's cold, my kid just pooped again, and I'm late for a meeting. How's yours? And she's like, oh my gosh, I haven't slept in three days. And like, it's not always like that, but it's just so much funnier and a lot more fun to connect with moms. So of course, I'm gonna take a minute to plug the app, um, because it's a great place, in space, and yeah, I'm gonna go because now my kid is falling asleep, and now that I'm off work, I need to go finish me his closet. But again, next week we will have a really good episode, I promise. Thank you so much for tuning into to this week's episode. Um, and just make sure that you subscribe, like, follow me on Instagram at ChristianMomUncensored. And I'll talk to you lovely ladies, you handsome gents, and you fabulous people next week. Bye!